Hey, Jmark Accento here, broadcasting to you from the end of the world. Here to say a big, fat congratulations to our first giveaway winner. That's right, Awesome Underscore Techno on iTunes has won our first giveaway of a miniature Twilight painted figure, custom painted by myself. Congratulations, and don't worry if you did not win this first giveaway. There are plenty of chances to win. At 50 and 75 reviews, we will give away another playable character. And at 100 reviews, we will give away all three playable characters, plus possibly a little extra bonus gift in there for you. So please, please, please do not forget to get those in. Also, another quick announcement. My apologies for getting this episode out late. We had some emergencies in-house, and we had to work through it and get things taken care of. But the episode is live, and that's what counts. I hope you enjoy it. It's a bit of a long one as we wrap up this first arc ever of Tabletop for the End of the World, and we have bright things planned for the next arc. Anyway, that's it for me. I will catch you at the end. Previously on Tabletop for the End of the World. Uh, Old Man Yang is gone. Dave Blaze consents to join your party, temporarily. If I were going to eat any of them, I would probably eat the the double goblin down there. In terms of crazy, how crazy is Dave? But father, is this really where we've gotten our meat all this time? I think it would be good to have someone who is familiar with the area with us. Listen to me now, if you're out there... Don't, don't go into true reality. Whatever you do, don't go into- Rejoice, tall friends. Today you meet a goblin king. Good day, good day, my lovely, lovely listeners. I, Robin, am back once again with your daily wisdom. Dear listeners, today I have very special news from everyone's favorite economic mascot, Candace, the goldfish that controls inflation. Oh. Oh. Listeners, I seem to have an emergency update. A report from headquarters defense officials has just reached my screen, and apparently a Potroblat brand civil unrest prevention drone over the collapsed quarter has experienced a malfunction inconsistent with environmental or rad storm damage. The report suggests the malfunction may actually be an encroacher who has managed to damage this drone designation 137. Why, why this is unheard of. Something like this is impossible. We know this because our dear overseers have demonstrated time and again the indestructibility of the entire drone fleet. The primitive weaponry of the encroacher simply cannot pierce a drone's reinforced hull. Impossible! Still, I have been asked by our overseers to report the following. If you happen to be out in the collapsed quarter and you just so happen to know the identity and location of this foolhardy vandal, then you want to head over to headquarters as quickly as possible and scream the identity into any of the cameras on the outermost wall. Or, if you're so inclined, 
kill this person and drop off their body or bodies and whatever they use to damage Peacup 137. Why? Because for your troubles, you could be awarded a free lifetime subscription to get yourself back into the lovely hyper-existence we all lovingly call true reality. Oh, such gracious overseers. Okay. Okay, I do not want to hear about Ahoda anymore. I get it. I know what happened to old man Yang. I get it. Manny, you can stop talking about it. Listen, I, I know you just want to move on, but it's a messed up thing, man. I barely got through it, seeing all those innocent people just slaughtered. <sighs> it, it, it pushes you somewhere, man. It it brings out something. I just... Fear, yes. Rage, definitely. Why do you think I just isolated myself, man? Because I just started to think the more people around, the more targets. So I'm nowhere near people, man. I'm just, I'm out there. I'm, I just, I'm I surrounded every do. day, man. Well, you know, I have heard some transmissions back and forth uh you know as i'm fixing equipment i grab random uh frequencies and i've heard a couple of folks talking about reacting and responding to some of the things that the overseers have, have been doing um you know during the this this last hoda i i caught someone talking about actually trying to attack a drone <laughs> what it was the weirdest damn thing. And I, I, the transmission was lost almost as soon as I started listening to it, but someone's out there. Their eyes are opening, man. Yeah, but I don't know if that means much of a difference. Um, but hey, you know what? At least we got this, you know? I mean, I don't know if I'm ever going to see you guys, but we, we got this. Uh, it's better than nothing. It is better than nothing. Of I which, should know. <laughs> I haven't seen Mitch in a while. I wonder where he's at. Hmm? Uh, you said oh. my name? Hey, dude, wh where have you been? Sorry, I'm just getting on. Uh, what are you guys talking about? Uh, no, just the Ahoda stuff. I don't, you know, I don't want to talk about it. Ooh, you haven't seen anything. No, no, okay. not since not since Old Man Yang. Um, but I guess I guess there's some people fighting back, which is a comfort. You know, it's nice to hear. Um. Yeah. You know, I I really like uh to get more stuff for our archives going. Uh, I I picked up this game uh the other day for one of those old station systems. Uh it's about a it was about a giant like uh man spider thing. It's pretty cool. Uh Sounds swinging tight. around some kind of city. It was a pretty fun game. Okay, so when you guys left off, you made a deal with Jake the Goblin to sit Hezekiah and the chief down and discuss a truce, a, a peace treaty, where one of you could perhaps grow the food and the other could farm the food and maybe you guys could stop eating each other. Yep. And uh, I'm the only one who can communicate with Jake because I'm the only one who could speak Goblin with my Comprehend Languages spell. And yep. Jake has agreed to bring the Goblin Guard uh, as a 
precautionary measure just to really keep Hezekiah in line. Um, and I guess uh, we're going to go back and talk with uh, Hezekiah and company about uh, having this sit-down meet with the chief. Okay. Sounds good. Uh, so you walk past the goblin you murdered on your way to figure out these peace negotiations. <laughs> Uh, you make your way towards the spiral staircase. Make your way back up. Uh, yeah, uh, you guys remember where everyone is and how to get there. What do you want to do? Bert, do you have any ideas? Mm. Hmm. Yes. Um, gonna walk up to Hezekiah. <clears throat> So, okay, uh, so you make your way back to like the the camp, maybe yeah. reconnoiter. Yeah, we head on head on back. Before over there. we get there, I mm. Torin wants to make the suggestion. I say we just hit him hard, hit him fast. He'll never know what's coming, and we'll slice his head off before he can even utter a spell. Are, are, are you talking about the Goblin Chief? Oh wait, Hezekiah. sorry, character voice. Are, are you talking about the Goblin Chief? No, Hezekiah. Why have peace when we can just slaughter the problem and convince the others? Because what? we should. Because they're not going to listen to us if we just straight up kill Hezekiah. But they won't listen to us because of Hezekiah. We don't know that yet. Dave is listening to us, right, Dave? I only listen to the spirits that talk to. What was that? I heard oh. an animal. Is everyone safe? Okay, so I have a confession, Constantly guys. surrounded by animals. Yeah, mm -hmm. I, guys, I have a confession. Um, I found a cat. And it lives with me now. Oh, a, a what? Yeah, so you remember how we got separated during a Hoda, and that's why we're not recording together? I found a cat. And it's... It's some kind of four-legged creature. Doesn't like, seem aggressive at all. With the claws? Yeah, but the claws aren't big. Huh. Um, it, it, it still has claws. What's wrong with you? I don't know. I needed companionship, and I have no way of getting back because I'm terrified of everything at the moment. And I have a cat. Let's just I, let's not worry about it. He's a, he's a nice cat. <sighs> and if you feed it, it won't kill you and might kill other things. Yeah. Like a dog? Exactly. I'm going to train him to hunt down uh, dogs that aren't your dogs. I'm surrounded by dogs. Okay, well that's horrifying. And uh, yeah, so that that's the explanation for that, and I apologize, you might hear my cat at some point. Um, he doesn't have a name yet. I don't know if you're supposed to name them. Uh, I just call him my cat. I mean, life is a fleeting spiral of nihilism, so eventually it won't matter that it has a name. You just wait it out. There's the spirit. Yeah, that sounds positive enough. I like that plan. Life Speaking is like the Naya. seasons, in constant change, and we must change with it. You are as poetic as Jake the Goblin. <laughs> if only we could talk to him. <laughs> well, trust me, it's definitely very, very poetic. He's very poetic. Uh, yeah, so, okay, so what if, what if we just try to talk... What if we just try to convince Hezekiah to sit down? See, yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking. We, uh, we, we get Hezekiah in the same room, and they have their conversation. And then, if the goblins want to kill him, they 
can, you know, do what they do. As long as they don't kill us. And I mean, Jake seems to like me. So I think I think he'll take my word on not killing you guys, at least. Okay, uh, Vert, go go talk to him, I guess. All right. Well, let's try this. So Vert's going to go walk over to to Hezekiah. As you do. As I do. Indeed, you do that. Hmm. Ezekiel, we um, <clears throat> we were able to to discuss with a uh, goblin. Some excellent. Uh, and have you discovered the location of their chief? Time is short. In uh, uh, a way, we we have. Um, they'd actually like to meet you. Oh. Ho, 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 ho. And believe me when I tell you, I would very much like to meet them as well. However, they'd like to discuss something. Um, they apparently have the makings of, uh, of, of, of farming. Um, they just don't know how. Huh. Interesting. Then- Mate, have you ever heard of goblins farming? I suppose it's possible. I... What does that have to do with anything right now, Ezekiel? Well, it um, <clears throat> it strikes me that we could either kill them and and run out of food, or work with them and be able to continually feed ourselves. <laughs> run out of food? No, they just keep popping out more. They spawn like rabbits, whatever those are. Okay, but do you remember how they caught you? Hmm, a fluke. Yeah, but that's a fluke that could happen again, and one that could very well lead to your demise. Whereas if we work with them, we have a readily available army to help protect us and each other. Hmm. Perhaps. Roll your persuasion, guys. I have intimidation. Will that work? <laughs> I'm just going to intimidate him into doing it. So that's a 24 from Vert. Mm-hmm. What are our role for intimidation? Uh, you roll intimidation. It's the yeah. one labeled intimidation. I mean... Is a nat 20 for your boy. Jesus Lord. Well, hmm. All right, so, uh, yeah, you get that nat 20. Um, 12 plus 3. And intimidation 15. is... Opposed at, and persuasion is also opposed. Uh, wouldn't it be insight? Uh, insight is for uh your understanding of a person. Okay. I've... So like uh like it's like the the vibes you get from a guy, like how well you can read someone, how well you get a first impression, how honest that first impression is. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, yeah, with all those roles mashed together, uh, Hezekiah is not intimidated. Uh, but he is, yeah, sorry, Torin. Uh, but he does seem willing to go with you. And says, perhaps it is at least worth conversation. And he, he looks at May and Froggy and gives him a little, like, head twitch. It seems to be signaling that they come with him. Uh, and, uh, so as you guys, uh, he, he he walks past you, uh, all of you, back out onto the balcony, 
uh, and down below in the Goblin Tent City, you can see the a procession of goblins moving towards the left staircase. Uh, one of the goblins seems to have a decorative feather headdress made from the feathers of very small birds, uh, and is uh, he is he's somehow more wrinkly than the other goblins, uh, more hunched, and is and has a uh, a walking stick with him. Okay. Um. Uh, I look to Hezekiah and I say, "Wait here. I I they can understand me." And I make my way over to the goblins. Ugh. You hear Hezekiah, like, grunt at you as you make your way out? Okay. Um, so I make my way over to the goblins, and I give a big flourishy bow, a uh, uh, respectful homage that I learned from my, from my years as a bard, uh, performing for various people and noblemen and stuff like that. Um, and I, I bow to the goblin chieftain. And I say, uh, hail and well met, fair chief. Uh, hi, I'm Twilight. <laughs> nice to meet you. Um, I believe Jake explained our situation. The goblin chief starts chuckling at you, and he taps his walking stick on the ground, just to... And says... Oh, you're very sweet, but there's no need for such politeness here in the darkness of a decrepit castle. We all know what we're about here, son. Okay, well, um, I just... And, and I get a little bit closer so that, like, only the chief can hear me and, like, the his vassals next to him. Listen, uh, the Hezekiah, the, the guy over there has agreed to speak with you. But just be careful, okay? Because I doubt he'll give up his weapon, and I, I, I don't know if he's going to tell his friends to attack or if he's going to attack, and we really want this to work, so just just be careful, okay? Um, Can all of you guys roll your perception for me real quick, please? Seventeen plus three. Twenty, but not a net. Okay. That's an eleven. Okay. Uh oh wow. Okay. Uh Torin. Uh you can see uh you realize it's been a while since you've talked to Dave Blaze. And while uh Twilight and the Goblin Chief are yucksing it up over there. Uh, you do see that Dave Blaze and Hezekiah, out of your earshot, are having a conversation. Uh, and now, uh, Dave Blaze is... You think he's trying to be stealthy? Uh, he's, he's pulled his cape over his face once again and is walking sort of along the wall in, a, in an, exaggerated, uh, an exaggerated set of long footsteps uh, in the direction of, uh, of this meeting, where this meeting is supposed to take place. Uh, but before we handle that, uh, so Twilight, you, uh, you're still talking to the chief and the chief says, boy, step back. You're going to muss up my feathers with your speaking. They're very fragile. And I step back. Uh, I'm sorry. Um, also, uh, look over there. I think he's planning something. And oh, you, I, didn't, like, you didn't see that. I thought I rolled my perception. Yeah, you did. And only Torin got it because he had to get 20. Oh shit! Yeah, no. Uh, 
Your boy Dave's a rogue, bro. Touche, touche. He actually nailed that role. Uh, before I do anything, uh, Torin, are you going to do anything about that? That's what I was You're saying. I was wait. saying we're resolving your, your speech thing first. Oh, okay, okay. So I go, just, uh, Chief, I'm sorry, What what's your name? Well, before I answer that, let me tell you my name. Okay. I am... Oh, oh, okay. I am King Bossy, king of all goblins of this realm. Behold what's left of my family castle. It used it used to have like like more. Wait, wait, wait. This whole castle is yours? Yeah, is it like in a manner of speaking, like functionally? Not really. No, not anymore. But but it was yours. Oh yes. Oh yes. Many, many eons ago. But not well, I suppose not eons. I, I so exaggerate. The point is, we'll talk about it later. Right now I have to make sure my people aren't horrendously eaten by those bastards over there. Okay, that's fair. Um, okay. And, uh, I guess that resolves our conversation? <laughs> <laughs> cut to Torin, I guess? Uh, yeah, cut to Torin. I notice him, and with the just... I'm done with this sigh. I decide to charge at him. Oh, Jesus. Holy shit. What do you want me to roll? Uh, yeah, that's, that's, you go ahead. That's an attack roll, man. Torin is, Torin's not handling this with any form of stealth. He does not have that. I did not, ex- nothing has happened in the way I have expected it so far. I'm is not that- going to kill him. I'm just going to like, I'm going to charge and basically punch him right in the face. Hold on, are we playing this game right? Are we supposed to go how you expect it? Uh, traditionally? I have no idea. I don't think anyone's played this in a hundred years. Yeah, that's fair. Okay. Um, punch him in the face. I roll a d20, right? Yeah. Plus my strength or athletics. Oh, that's your strength, bro. Uh, Well, it's a melee attack roll. So it's your d20 plus 5 for you, which is your strength bonus and your proficiency bonus all added together. So roll a d20 plus 5, and it's going to be against Dave Blaze's uh, unstealth AC. Roll a 19 plus 5. Yeah, you'll hit him. You're going to hit him, man. And I let you lay out the scenario. Uh, yeah. You you charge at Dave Blaze and you mash him against a wall. You said you were just, like, charging him, right? You're, like, tackling him? I just him? charge up and punch him right in the face for a knockout blow. I think that would be a grapple check. No, that would just be a an unarmed strike. Hmm. And that would be, what, armor class? Let me, uh, just give me a second. Give me a second. Gotta I'm dig just it going up for a knockout blow because I'm done with him and I can see that something is trying to happen. Okay, so you're saying this is, like, a, like non-lethal. Yeah, non-lethal. I'm just going to knock him out head off whatever I think might be happening. Okay. Because we don't trust the druid, and so far, everybody else seems to have stupid levels of loyalty to him. Okay, so, unarmed blow here. You're trying to knock him out. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is uh, one damage plus your strength modifier. So you're gonna hit him for four damage. 
Does that uh, knock him out? Uh, you're not gonna knock him out, but he is gonna he is gonna take four damage to the head, and he's he is gonna stop and be like, "Why do you strike, Dave Blaze?" Because I've had enough of your nonsense, and you are going to stay right here while we finish these peace talks. Oh, roll a roll an intimidate with advantage because you also fucking punched him. <laughs> Sixteen, and my intimidation is plus three. <laughs> oh man! Oh, so nineteen. So that's uh, 17, 18, 19. 19 total. Uh, let's see. And that is intimidation as opposed to... And you said it had an advantage? Yeah, advantage means you roll twice and take the highest uh, the highest roll. Should I roll again? Yes, you should. And if you roll higher than what you got, you get to keep 18. That. <laughs> total? Uh, no, 18 on the roll, so I guess plus 3 would be 19, 21. 20, 21. 21. Alright, uh, intimidation... God damn it, I will be scary one of these rolls. <laughs> yeah, no, you got it. Uh, you got it. And, uh, Dave Blaze, he, he hisses at you again, he goes, I shall stay put temporarily, but know this lizard person. Should you turn your back to Dave Blaze, you turn If I should turn my back to Dave Blaze, I will melt your face with my acid. <laughs> when you said turn your back and then ass, I kind of thought that would be the end of the sentence. There will be acid involved. Okay. Okay, okay, okay. I believe you. I believe you. Chill out, man. <laughs> and uh, I guess we cut back to Twilight or Bert or somebody. Well, let I will tell you, 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 you idiots. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one of those things could probably happen. This would be the most short-lived major conflict ever. <laughs> Ugh, you children. So anyway, uh, you guys, yeah, so Torin has successfully intimidated and stopped Dave Blaze uh, way, way back away from this procession. Uh, and he's got him pinned to a wall. Uh, not, not physically, but like just trapped him there, sort of. And so with that in mind, the, uh, the Hezekiah May Froggy group approaches this, this column of goblins the king has five go five goblins on either side of him. And it seems to be, based on uh, what's going on in the town, the entirety of the uh, combat-ready male goblins of the village. So they are expecting a, not only a fight, but maybe the last fight they could ever experience. It's looking pretty brutal for the goblins. Uh, Ezekiel, he gets about ten feet from King Bossy, and uh, he he puts his staff up in the air. And uh, Twilight, where and Vert, where are you guys for this? Where do you want to stand for this? Um, I am still. I was still talking to King Bossy, so I feel like I'm actually like 
near the king, like probably ready to protect him. Uh, okay. I would have actually stayed close to Hezekiah. Mm-hmm. And you see, uh, Twilight, you see right next to you, uh, at the front of the column closest to you, is Jake. You notice that's Jake the Goblin. Oh, it's my buddy. Yeah, man. Um, so I, I whispered, do I, do I see that Hezekiah is lifting his staff in the air? Yeah, like he's, much- he's, he's lifting his staff and then he's going to bring it down sort of like a bring this meeting to order sort of deal. But it doesn't look like he's going to attack. Uh, you don't think so. Okay. Um, I, I, I tell, I, I talk to Jake like under my breath so he can hear me and I go, Jake. Uh, friend Twilight, wonderful to see you again. I just, listen, whatever happens, I'm glad I met you. And I, uh, take out my, um, I, I take out my, uh, my, my loot and I would like to cast Detect Magic. Um, you go to cast that, uh, Jake sees your loot and he recoils a little bit and he goes, and I I look at him and go, wait, 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 wait. I just want to make sure Hezekiah is not trying to cast a spell to hurt you guys. Okay. I just didn't know what the hell that thing was. I'm sorry. It's, 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 do do you guys not know what me, you know what? Just do, do you trust me? Uh, yeah, I suppose. I mean, you're standing between me and my king, I think. Yeah, at this point, yes. Okay, then we're fine. And I, I, strum, a, I strum a beautiful note um, and cast a tech magic, which says, for the duration, I can sense the presence of magic within 30 feet of me. Um, if I can sense magic in this way, I can use my action to see a faint aura around any visible creature or object in the area that bears magic. And I learn its school of magic, if any. Uh, okay. Uh, well, the biggest, brightest thing that lights up, uh, besides your own head, because you've got uh, comprehend languages on yourself already, hm? uh, the biggest thing that lights up is Debilica. Huh. Yeah. Well, that makes uh, sense. She, she's she's way off, like in the background. She didn't follow you guys super closely. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's sort of just like close enough to be within earshot of everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, she lights up, uh, and you can tell now that, uh, this may not be a surprise to you guys at this point with how often you've tried to touch her, uh, but she is an illusion. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, she is, she is part of the illusion school of magic. Okay. Um, uh, and she seems to be part of a very powerful illusion. Uh, she's just, she's just glowing in your perception. Uh, besides that, no one seems to have any, uh, magics active. Okay. Yeah, everything, everything's looking pretty mundane here. Uh, Torin sort of got, like, the, you sort of see, like, the general holy paladin aura about him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, your instruments and maze instruments as, as bard, uh, pieces of equipment have, like, some kind of shimmer to them, but that's it. Mm-hmm. Okay, what about Vert? Anything worth noting? Mm. Uh, yeah, Vert's kind of got like a like a bit of an aura to him. It's kind of like bluish. Hmm. Yeah, is that right, Vert? Yeah. 
Okay, sure. Yeah. Um, all right. So I, 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 I uh, talked to Jake again. It's like, all right, he seems on the level, but just be ready. And uh, I, oh, friend, I, if only you knew, we suspect he is the furthest thing from the flat ground. Sorry, I, we don't have a word for what you said. Uh, yeah, no, that's fine. Uh, and I, I, uh, I step forward, uh, meeting uh, Hezekiah in between he and the chief, uh, with my with my loot there at the ready, and I go, uh, "Hi, Hezekiah, how you doing?" I am doing most wonderful on this day of all days. So, uh, listen, um, I am here to translate, because I believe I'm the only one able to communicate with the goblins and with you. Oh, that will not be necessary. May, do the one where I can hear what the monsters say. And, uh, May steps up with her harmonica, uh, and she gives a little... And uh, for those of you paying attention to this, uh, Torin, you're probably a little distracted dealing with Dave Blaze. But you can choose to roll either Perceptions or Arcana here, guys. Your choice. Um, I still have Detect Magic cast, right? Yeah. Uh, so that's fine. With I'm trying to do a thing. Yeah, okay. No, you're fine, Twilight. We're going to say you auto-pass this. Vert, are you interested? Yeah. Uh, that's a... With Arcana, going to be a 14. Total? Yep. Okay. Um, you're not going to notice anything suspicious about this, Vert. But uh, Twilight, uh, through your powerful magicses, uh, you notice that May plays this spell, and she's only casting what you understand to be comprehend languages uh, on Hezekiah. You see... You can f- visibly see the notes, the music, the sound waves enter or exit her harmonica and go into Hezekiah and sort of uh, this this corona of light forms around his ears, um, m- much like the one you have on yours. But at the same moment when that spell makes contact, you see a huge spell cast, so subtle that if you couldn't see it through detect magic, you might not have noticed it. Uh, it falls on you, his, it, or it falls on Hezekiah and bounces onto you and onto Torin and onto Vert. Uh, and you, uh, but you are not immediately sure where it came from. And do we know what the spell is? Uh, it's not immediately understood to you, uh, what this spell is. It's mingling with the comprehend languages spell okay and it's it's unfamiliar to you huh uh but as uh as these two begin to speak uh the it is uh hezekiah puts his staff down and says we will bring this meeting to order and uh the king uh steps up and he says yes i think it's about time and as he says this, Torin and Vert, your heads sort of snap to attention. You understood what he said. Mm. Wow. Yeah, you can you can understand 
the Goblin King. Somehow, uh, you all have the the ability to comprehend language right now. Hmm. Okay. Um, interesting. Mm-hmm. Good to know. Uh, all right. Well, I guess uh, you can understand each other. So I will be here to uh, to mediate because I think out of all the parties, uh, my actually, you know what? It probably uh, maybe a mix of me and a hey, Vert. Do you, do you want to help me out here, buddy? Yeah. And a uh, Torin. Keep an eye on Dave Blaze. Don't look at me. Just keep an eye on him. He makes me nervous. Just put one fist in the air as a okay. <laughs> <laughs> Solidarity. Uh, Vert, I, where are you standing now? I'm standing, still standing next to uh, Hezekiah. And I'm still okay. standing next to the chief. Okay. Uh, so I'm going to put you next to... Yeah, right there. Next to Hezekiah. You're sort of... You're sort of right next to him, and May and Froggy chose to stand behind him, sort of making a, making a V pattern. Okay. Um, yeah, Twilight. There's this this weird sort of like red sparkle of an aura around uh, you and your party members now. Mm. Uh, it's, it seems to be branching off of Hezekiah. It doesn't seem like something May was capable of doing. Hmm. That's concerning. Um. But yeah. So. So as that happens, the, these two are having their, their conversation. And the king says, These nice young people tell me that you would like to offer a peace treaty, and you'd like to stop eating our women and children. He says, mm, Yes, perhaps that is what they said. But the honest truth of things is that I finally found you. And with you out of the way, your women and children, your delectable meats, they will be defenseless. You've brought every male goblin in your camp to me. Goodness, we can resolve this problem very quickly, can't we? The goblin chief says, But they said you could teach us how to farm. You're a druid. And he says, oh, friend, friend. Oh, no. Oh, you son of a... Perhaps, perhaps at one point I could have called myself a druid, but I have intended the life of a living thing in many, many moons. I can't even remember how how to cast healing magics anymore. Oh, I have had to learn very, very much in order to survive. Would you like to learn some lessons, your lordship? And with that, everybody, roll your initiative. Initiative was a d20. Yep. Yep, just roll your d20 plus your initiative bonus. I have got quite a few to roll here, so we're going to shout out some numbers. Uh, 17 for Vert. Mm-hmm. 15 for Twilight. Okay. I will need to find my dice. Well, that would be fundamental. You could do what I did and forge your own out of some old tin cans. Did your dogs eat them? No, it rolled off into a pile of clothing, but I found it. It's a 17 yeah. minus 1, so 16. Oh my goodness. 16, 15, 16, 17. Mm-hmm. 
16 for Tori. I've got a lot of characters here, so I just gotta take a second. Write some words down. Some names. You guys want to take a break, get some water. Alright, well, I'm gonna... Uh, if you're busy, I guess I'll go play that Man Spider game again. <laughs> um, got it hooked up here on the station system. Um, yeah. Now you have fun with that now. Let's see, I think I got just about... I need one more... Crap. Okay. Well, that's poopy. Alright, I got station? I got everyone here. Uh, the very first thing that's going to happen is uh, May is going to take a turn. May got top of the order, and she is going to jump on top of Froggy's shoulders. Uh, Froggy is going to pull his giant loot off of his back um, and hold it in his hand like a cudgel. Uh, and May is just going to ride right on top of him, and she is going to play a very sad song on her harmonica, her depressed little... And uh, it doesn't work for you guys, because it's like, wow, that's really just like a bummer. But for Froggy, he seems to he seems to get it. He seems to be on that same wavelength, and it fills him with some kind of inspiration. Uh, probably He's probably inspired to hit somebody. Um, I should mention, uh, Vert, uh, you are standing right next to, uh, the Froggy May combo and Hezekiah. Mm-hmm. Uh-oh. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's gonna be, uh, Froggy and May's turn. Uh, oop, I gotta rewrite some things. Uh, next in the order is gonna be Hezekiah, who is going to point his staff out. And he is going to, uh, he is going to, okay, let me just do some things here. He's going to point his staff outward, and the emerald on the tip of it's going to glow, and these decrepit, withered-looking vines are going to shoot out... Uh, from the floor underneath and wrap around King Bossy. Uh, no! And uh, and several of the goblins next to him, actually. And, oh, uh, and Twilight. So, Twilight, uh, roll your strength, my man. Oh, dear. Are you, are you mm -hmm. sure that's what you want? Is that really what you want? Oh, yeah. Okay. Bards are famous for their strength, yep. right? It's a, it's a strength save. Uh, it's a ten. It's a ten. Oh, well, that's convenient. Um, not for him. Okay. Alright, so you've got to beat a strength save of twelve. Alright, yeah, back in character. Alright, Twilight, what do you roll, sir? Um, I rolled a ten. A ten. All right, you are entangled. Uh, what does that mean? You are uh, you are wrapped in vines. Uh, 
and you're restrained. A restrained creature can release itself, but what are you doing over there? Sorry. Sorry. I was moving some stuff. Okay, you go ahead. quiet, dude. If a patrol comes by and you're making crap like that happen, you're gonna get caught. No, I know you're right. I'm sorry. I'm good. Okay, I was just, I was, my cat wanted to get in a box, and I guess cats like boxes, and, uh, don't, don't mind me. Go ahead. Couldn't honestly tell you. Maybe if we still had footage of them, uh, but, you know, 100 years. Okay, so yeah, uh, everyone, uh, except for Jake is, uh, trapped in these vines right now. It's not looking good for these goblins. These gobloins. Um, okay. Um, whose turn is it? Kind of a desperate situation. Uh, do-do-do-do-do. Dave Blaze. They all rolled higher than you guys. <laughs> Sorry, bros. Uh, Torin, my man, what's your AC? 18. 18. Okay, cool. Uh... Dave Blaze is going to uh, pull one of his one of his wands from uh, from its holster in his belt, and he's going to pull a dagger in the other hand. Uh, and the first thing he's going to do is try to intimidate you with his magics of the arcane arts. But uh, he rolled a six, so I don't think he's going to properly intimidate you. It's probably that you- concussion. You can go ahead and make a charisma roll to counteract that. Wait, does he try to intimidate with his wand? Yeah, he's trying to intimidate Torin. Oh my so god, what, I roll his... a like uh, d20 plus my charisma? Yeah, you just gotta get higher than a 6. <laughs> Break out a different die because I have re-lost the other one. Maybe you want to, like, put a bell on them? On each individual one? That would make his I dogs go crazy. A 11. Okay, yeah. No, he didn't intimidate you with his... You, you're just like, what? Dude? <laughs> and then he tries to surprise attack you with a dagger! Ha! And, <laughs> and Dave Blaze is my best rolls I've ever made. Uh, he's going to, he's going to nat 20 and then stab you for six damage. So my hit points are down to. Yeah, but it's like, it's like six damage. So he's going to be like, and it's going to like go through your armor a little bit. It feels more like you got hit with a softball than like, than like you actually got stabbed. So I'm at a 13 on hit points, I guess. Okay, then. Brutal start. Brutal start. Uh, so let's see. Let's do 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 Next in the order is Vert. Oof. All right. Uh, I am probably going to regret this. But... Um... I'm going to cast Thunder Wave. Oh crap. Mm. 
Uh, a wave of thunderous force sweeps out from you. Each creature in a 15-foot cube originating from you must make a constitution saving throw. On a failed save, creature takes 2d8 thunder damage and is pushed 10 feet back. Okay, sounds good. So, uh, 10 feet from you? Uh, 15. 15? Alright, so that'll be Hezekiah and the, uh, the Mayfroggy combo. Mm. Alright, constitution saving throw coming up. I curse your throws. Alright, your spellcast save vert is 13, they rolled a 5 and a 10. So you're going to thunder and wave. You're going to knock back Ezekiel and the Mayfroggy combo. That is 2d8. Get them. You get them both with that. 2d8. Here we go. Okay. That is uh, 12. 12 damage. Okay. Damage is, like, such a fickle thing. <laughs> okay, so, uh, May and Froggy get blasted back. Uh, they go back ten feet. Uh, and they, they sort of land rolling onto each other, and that seems to make it look like it hurts a little bit more. Um, Ezekiel, like, but, like, uh, May and Froggy look real messed up. Mm. Uh, so does Ezekiel. He gets knocked back from this, knocked away from you, uh, off to the left, closer to the wall. Uh, he looks like he's in real bad shape suddenly. He looks exhausted. Just, just blown out. Uh, and is that your turn, Vert? Or uh, you still have some movement options left? Um. Hmm. Yeah, I think I'm going to take, because they're 10 feet away from me. Yeah, I'm going to take like a five-foot step back away from them. And that I guess that would be towards the uh, vine stuff going on. Okay, yeah, you can move a five-foot step and put you like right on the edge of those vines. Yeah. You're just hanging out like right on the end of the difficult terrain there. <laughs> uh, so that was Vert. So Torin is next in the order. After touching the spot where I got stabbed, you can just see pure rage in my eyes as I roar out, mm -hmm. I warned you! And then I choose to spit acid in uh, Dave Blaze's face. Jesus. I love it. Alright, go ahead, spit some acid. So that'll be in a 5 by 30 foot line. Dex save. A DC for this saving throw, or what? A dexterity save against each, Dave Blaze. Each creature in the area of the exhalation must make a saving throw, the type of which is determined by the DC for this saving throw equals 8, plus my constitution modifier, plus my proficiency bonus. Right, your constitution is... Let me 13 plus 1. Thir 14, alright. So he's got to beat 14 dexterity. Plus... Uh, my proficiency bonus, and yeah. it was 8 plus my constitution modifier plus proficiency bonus. Right, so it'd be 8 plus 1 plus 2 is 11. Okay. So he's got to be 11. Wait, your constitution is uh, plus 1 to your constitution, right? No, you've yeah. got big constitution. So you, 
your constitution modifier. It, oh, it, it is one. I was right. I did it. I did it with my brain. Okay, uh, Dave Blaze is gonna miss. Ass it away. Alright, uh, how much damage? Still at this level, so 2d6 damage on a failed save. So 2d6? 2d6s, yep. Yes, you may. Uh, both are a nat 6. Oh lord, are you serious? Yeah, I rolled two sixes. Oh my god. Okay, yeah, uh, you, you spit acid directly into David Blaze's stupid face. Uh, you were aiming for his pencil mustache. Your spray of acid hits him dead on. He, he did not successfully cover his face with his cape, ironically. Mm -hmm. uh, and his face and whole head bubble away until it's just a top hat uh, on his neck stump. And uh, Dave Blaze falls down dead, sir. <laughs> oh my god. A brutal, brutal casualty of the Herculean wrath of Torin Gesh. Both arms up in the air, flexing. <laughs> While you shoot the acid? Yes. <laughs> I don't have frills like uh, the dino, blah, blah, blah. That's why they call them guns. <laughs> Squirt guns. That's incredible. I absolutely love it. Oh, God. Where do we go from there? We go to Twilight, who is restrained. Yeah. What, what, what does that mean? That means you have to make a strength uh, saving throw against uh, Hezekiah's spell save DC. Okay. So you've got to you have to do a strength roll and beat, uh, 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 it means attack rolls against you have advantage. You have zero speed, and you have disadvantage on dexterity saving throws. Okay. Yeah. Well, you can break out with a sufficiently high strength roll. Uh, thirteen. Cool. You use your action for the turn to kick free of the of the vines. Uh -huh. you, know, you wiggle waggle your way out of there, and uh, now you can you can move. Hooray! And I would like to move closer to the chief and protect him with my body. Hot. Yeah. No. You you totally do that. Oh, just so you just so you know, uh, Hezekiah could have. Lost his concentration there, but he did not. Okay. So the entwined spell is still going on. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was good. That was good, man. Uh, the goblins are gonna... I'm just gonna have them do their strength save altogether, because, you know... Oh! Oh, crap. Okay, so all of the goblins except Jake and the king got a one on their strength save. Hooray! Because mm -mm. really. they're... Yeah, no, not good. So I'm gonna say they got uh they got squished by the vines. The vines are compressing them. For yeah, they'll take a damage. Okay, I thought you meant they died. I was like, I would suck. No no no, they're gonna take like one damage. Okay. Um just a little the vi the vines are holding on so tightly it's it's choking them, it's suffocating them. Okay. So Jake's gonna take his turn. Uh Twilight, he sees you got out of the vines. He is uh the only goblin not entangled, apparently, and not choking on vines. Uh, so he's going to offer you a fist bump? Uh, yep. A and I receive it. Okay, good. Good, received, and uh, and good friendship established. And Jake is going to, uh, he's got enough movement to make his way out of the vines and make his way over to where Hezekiah has been blasted by Vert. 
Uh, and he is going to try to end this right now. Hezekiah looks bad. Uh, that's it. Uh, he's going to get a little, maybe a little stabby stabby in here. Uh, eight plus four is 12. Yeah, he's going to hit. He's going to hit Hezekiah, guys. I think, I think Jake might kill steal you. Uh, let's see. I'm fine. I melted a guy. I have no qualms <laughs> against this. I love Jake. Yeah, Jake's going to take his little rudy little ruddy little spear and, and Wait, he stab into where Hezekiah got knocked prone. What'd you say, Bert? He doesn't have this rock screwdriver? Oh, no. That's not for combat. That's for fixing cages, obviously. <laughs> Is that not obvious? Did I make that obvious? So, yeah, Jake's going to run right over. And he is going to stab Hezekiah, and there's Hezekiah already laying prone on the ground is going to take a, a gr- less gritty-looking metal point right to the gut, and you're going to see a spray of gore in a way that, you know, looks very satisfying. Yay! Uh, and then, uh, so that leaves May and Froggy. Uh, Hezekiah is, as far as you can tell, he's freaking dead. We tried to warn him. Yeah. No, oh. you did good. Um, I would... Uh, are we out of combat, or are we still in combat? Uh, no, it's uh, May and Froggy's turn. Uh, they are they are getting back up, and they see Hezekiah's... Uh, they say... They see... Not say. They see Hezekiah's dead. And uh, they get up, and they... They look around, and Froggy lets May off his shoulders. She's like, "Is he really? Did did we get him? Sorry, did we did we get him? Wait, what? Look, I'm not gonna lie to you guys. He was a bastard, and we've been trying to kill him secretly, of course, because he would murder us for like a year now. But we've been as much his prisoner as he's been." toadying us along. Is, um, this, is this over? I would like to walk up uh, to Hezekiah's body. And uh, he, where was he stabbed initially? Um, uh, like, what do you mean initially? He's, or, he was stabbed finally. Well, where was he stabbed finally, like, to die? Like, what part of his body? Uh, it's like, like 15 feet from you. You can, the vines no, like, are gone. What part, uh, what part of his there. body? Sorry. In the tummy. Okay, perfect. Uh, I walk up to Hezekiah's body, and I look at them, and I draw my rapier. And I, like, I stare at May and Froggy, and I go, double tap, and I stab it through Hezekiah's head. <laughs> Ooh. Roll, a, roll an attack roll for that, please. Okay. Uh, that is an 18, buddy. It's an 18. Yes. Uh, yeah, no, you're gonna hit, you're gonna hit Hezekiah, uh, and... It's the strangest thing that as you bear down with this rapier, uh, in that moment, you see his eyes, or his eyes are open. They've been open. You thought that was just a death stare. But in that, that flash of a second, you can see, oh no, he's breathing. He's still alive. Right. And he's, he's looking over, uh, he's looking over at the wall as though someone were there. And in that, in that moment, as your rapier is coming down, his body 
rises up to meet your your rapier, and you stab him. Go ahead and roll damage for that, my friend. Eight. Natural eight. Eight? Yeah. Uh, so it's a, a dexterity weapon? It's a finesse weapon? Uh, piercing is what this says. Piercing okay. damage? Well, I'm just, it's not just a flat D8. It's like D8 plus your proficiency bonus plus your uh, oh. dexterity modifier. Oh, in that case, it's 8 plus 2 plus 2. So 8 plus 4. 13. 13 damage. Yes. Whoo, doggy, that is, that is several damage, that is. That, that is many damage, yes. Yeah, so you come right down on you stab him, and his body is, like, inflating as you stab him, and your stab definitely goes in. Uh, your, your rapier goes into the hilt, and his body is growing, and it's almost pushing your weapons out. Uh, and you can see the bleeding wound from the goblin, the bleeding wound from your rapier, and before you know it, what you're looking at is this the ragged, withered form of a starved black bear. And uh, the black bear gets on its feet, and it looks at you, and with that weird red spell you've been detecting, you can hear its voice in your head, in all of your heads, uh, saying, Why would you think I would stop at eating goblin? And it turns to you guys. Uh, While our overseers are overjoyed at the sheer number of you Potroblatt loyalists who have come forward with names, identities, and bodies of potential vandals, the Corporation is disappointed to announce that none of you have yet earned a free membership into true reality, because our dear Peacup 137 is still under assault. Oh, goodness, I have a special bonus for you listeners. The overseers have allowed us the special privilege of hearing the live audio from Peacup 137 in the hopes that it may provide valuable clues as to the whereabouts of these vandals on your quest to re-enter true reality. Let's listen in. Love, Potroblad. Praise, Potroblad. Love, Potroblad. Praise, Potroblad. Potroblad brings freedom. Freedom in certainty. Freedom the pain. Love, Potroblad. Defensive maneuvers activated. Seeking target. Oh my, this, this is exciting. Go, yes! Fight, win. Don't let those hooligans go without teaching them the great power of Poacher Black Corporation. Continuing patrol. Love, Poacher Black. Praise. Poacher Blood. Love. Poacher Blood. 
Pray, Podrablad. Dear listeners, the remainder of today's broadcast will follow the heroic story of Peacup 137. Even though we all know how this is going to end, it is a pleasure to experience such a rare opportunity. It turns to you guys. Uh, uh, turns to Twilight and Jake. Uh, each of you are going to take an attack. Real quick, can you give me your AC, please? Thirteen. Thirteen. Uh, yeah, that's gonna just barely hit you, my man. Oh, lovely. Uh, yeah, the spare is gonna strike out, uh, with its claws. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, oh man, it's gonna hit Jake. Oh no! And it's gonna hit Jake. Oh no! All right. Uh, so it's gonna it's gonna whip out a claw at uh, at Twilight, and it's gonna hit you for eight damage. <laughs> oh, delightful! That's yeah. Funny. It's just gonna that's, rip into you, my man. How many? How much can you take? Uh, that's half. Ooh. Uh huh. And with his with his other claw, he's going to pin Jake down, and. Uh, with his bite, he's gonna go right for the jugular. Oh, Jake! And uh, Jake is Jake is bleeding out. Jake, he looks he looks like he's going to die. He like this bear is gonna come away with a piece of him in its mouth, and that takes us to Vert. Alrighty, Vert sees this big old bear. Yeah. Big old bear. What the? What? Oh, no, no, no. We're we're gonna have to do something about that. Just, <laughs> oh, this <laughs> seems like a negative. As as you're saying that in the background, you hear Twilight going, "No, Jake, Jake, no!" Just screaming in anguish. Um, so, Bird's uh, going to raise his hand, and he's going to. Generate three magic missile bolts and let them fly at uh, at the bear at Hezekiah. Ooh, give it to me now. All right. Oh, that's gonna be good. Uh, all righty. So that's gonna be uh, nine nine points of damage. Nine points of damage. So yeah, your three bolts. Mm-hmm. How do they, how do they look when you cast them, Vert? Give me a quick give me a quick one up. Oh, so the three bolts, they um, slightly bluish in nature. You see a little bit of scales pop up on my hand again. Uh, they, gosh, probably, probably uh, softball sized, like centers on them and uh, blue flames coming off and they just fly away from my hand uh, one after another, just pop, pop, pop. Sailing over this guy. Yeah, no, you you smacked a bear right good. Mm. Uh, Torin. I want to ask something, but I don't know if you'll answer. I'm there. I will, if not give you the answer you want. I promise I'll tell you something sarcastic. I'm guessing since he's a druid and his staff, would that technically be like a desecrated item or? What for me to cast my divine sense? 
Oh, what an interesting idea. Um, uh, what are you trying to accomplish with this? Because obviously the bear was probably a decoy, seeing as how it changed from what appeared to be his body. So I'm thinking it might be a decoy, and I want to make sure by using my divine sense. Um, oh, you're wondering if the bear is a decoy. Yes. Okay, yes. Uh, and I can detect you, celestial, fiend, or undead, or anything consecrated or desecrated locations or objects. So wait, are you guessing that instead of the druid turning into a bear, that the druid summoned a bear? It's possible. I mean, I I'm mean, not... you thought you were stabbing a dead body, and then the dead body changed into something else. Yes, that's fair. And it was looking at something. Yeah, sure, screw. I like this. I like this problem-solving method. Uh, yeah, no, you can do your divine sense. So it's one is, plus is charisma mod. Yeah, no, it's fine. Uh, it's gonna auto succeed for this. Uh, because I just like it a lot, and I think that'd be fun. Uh, rule of cool. Uh, so. Yeah, you can sense that the staff has been sort of included in with the bear as part of the shapeshift, as often happens when druids shapeshift. Okay. So you can see it's kind of like floating in like the For the imagery of, of how I use it, mask. I just want to have like Torin put one hand on his holy symbol, which is a golden lion head, just raise it up slightly and just kind of focus into it and then open his eyes to slightly glow like kind of a Greek god gold absolutely you do all of that you pull the the hood down over your eyes you look through the lion's eyes and then you get like a golden perception of the world and you can see this this the the black aura of this desecrated staff swirling in the mass of the bear so as my action i want to have detected it and then just shout out to my allies to aim for the staff inside so Aim for the bear's internal organs. Yeah. There's a magical item keeping him going. Aim for that inside. And uh, you actually hear a chuckle from Debilica as you say that. She's She seems to be watching intently. I choose to flip her off and keep shouting. Yep. She is, uh, she's over by the wall now. Um... Over by the wall, uh, close to you, actually, Torrent. Uh, close to the spot where, uh, where Hezekiah was actually looking right before he shapeshifted. Uh, but besides all that, it's down to Twilight. Um, so I'm pretty pissed at what happened with, uh, my, my good buddy, Jake. And I would like to cast a Vicious Mockery on the bear. Okay. Um, and it needs to succeed on a Wisdom Saving Throw or take 1d4 Psychic Damage. Alright. Wisdom Saving Throw. Yep. It's not a wise bear. It's a good move. Yeah, you're going to succeed. Awesome. So it has to take... He got a, he got a 4. Yeah, definitely succeed. Uh, this is like 1d4 psychic damage, and the way this presents itself is I look at Jake, uh, tears at my eyes, and I look back at the big black bear, and I just say, um, uh, and I look at him, and I just go, you're, 
you're not even worth it. And I go and I turn my back on the bear to kneel at Jake's body, but that was me casting the spell. Uh, Jay, as you turn your back to the bear, uh, you hear it shake off the vicious laughter in your uh, in your head, or the vicious mockery in your head, and you hear his growly bear laughter. Uh, and he says, You say I'm not worth it. I say you're next. And that is going to bring us to the goblins. Who are all... Free. They are all free, because when Hezekiah, uh, when it looked like he died, his concentration definitely broke and the vines vanished. But, uh, they are all uh, intimidated by this black bear. They have been, they are terrified of this creature, and they're, they're shaking off the fact that it's here, because this is the thing that has been hunting and killing, you don't know this, but this is the thing that has been hunting and killing them. For weeks now. Yeah. Um. Yeah, he's he's the beast man. Uh, he's a beast man. Uh. So yeah, I was giving them all like a free chance to fight the intimidate, and they got a two, so they don't get to unintimidate. Um, for this turn. Uh, but. Uh. Next in the order would have been Jake, and what you hear. Uh, from Jake, as the bear's weight leaves him, is a sickly cough with a splatter of blood. Uh, uh, I'm talking to Jake. I'm like, Jake, Jake, are you okay, buddy? It's gonna be okay, Jake. It's gonna be okay. And I'm pressing my hand into the wound to keep him from bleeding out. Adding pressure to oh. it. Oh. You know what? Uh, it's not your turn, so you can't do that. Oh, uh, just kidding. But, but you know what? I loved that so much. Then let's just, let's just say you did it because you didn't really attack last turn. Uh, give me a, give me a medicine roll. D20 plus medicine. D20 plus medicine. That is an 18 plus two. That's 20. What? Yeah. You see, uh, uh, Jake's eyes open. Don't talk. Don't talk. It's going to be okay. Putting yeah, you're putting pressure on the wound just right. You're actually doing it right. Uh, his eyes open. He's good. Uh, he, he doesn't seem to be dead yet, but God, is he close. His his green skin is paling into, like, that sort of sickly green-yellow you've seen. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, no. And, like, uh, Twilight, like, remembers having eaten that and, like, just really regrets it. And, uh, Good. And now, uh, you see, like, shaking free of the vines as they wither and die and fall off the goblin forms, uh, King Bossy, not at all intimidated by the beast, steps forward, uh, steps right by your side, Twilight, and then steps past you, standing between the bear and Jake. I follow his eyes as he goes by, and I go, no, no, Chief, we're supposed to protect you, don't do it! And he, he covers Jake with his body. And as he does this, he casts uh, a healing spell uh, on Jake. And just barely brings Jake back to stable. Yeah, you can see the, the wound in his neck. Uh, you see, like, the skin start to re-knit, start to, like, sort of slam together and little, like, stitches of it, like, sort of just pull it the wound shut. Uh, it's a it's a vicious wound though, so it it definitely doesn't heal him all the way. Uh, just just enough to to quell the bleeding and keep him alive. 
Uh, and so, top of the order, uh, it's gonna go to May and Froggy, who, uh, May says, uh, no, no, we're finally free of you. And she is gonna play her harmonica. She's gonna play something that, instead of the sad notes you've heard from her, actually sound hopeful and resounding. And she is going to give uh, all three of you guys uh, a die of bardic inspiration. So you guys are filled with bardic inspiration, which means you all get uh, a bardic inspiration die, which is a d6. Once within the next 10 minutes, uh, you can roll the die and add the number to one ability check, attack roll, or saving throw. And you can roll you can roll the d20 first and see if you want to add the Bardic Inspiration die to it. And is that as many times as we want, or is that like a one-time thing? Once. You get one of these. Okay. Yeah, but you're all filled with hopeful harmonica music. Awesome. Yep. Uh, what does Froggy do? And then Froggy is going to take his massive loot, and he is going to run over to Hezekiah, and he's going to smash a bear on the head. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> For... Yeah, he's going to do it, too. Uh, he is going to do that to the tune of this much damage. Oh, okay, three. So three damage. But he, he smashes his loot over the head of the bear... And the most surprising thing about that, besides the noise that makes, is that uh, the loot doesn't break at all. It's totally fine. It's a strong loot. It's, I would say it's metal, but it that could apply literally. Uh, so that is going to go to uh, Hezekiah's turn now. And Twilight, you upset him. You've upset the bear. What is your AC, good sir? 13. Uh, I am behind 13. the chief, though. You are? Oh, yeah, the chief. Behind the chief and you. froggy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, actually, the froggy's closest to the bear. Oh, froggy's off on the side, so he does have to go through the chief first. Yeah. So he is gonna, he's gonna shovel right past the chief there. Okay. He's gonna shoulder into the chief, uh... Just knocking the chief back. The chief's not. Doing... The chief's not going to get an attack of opportunity on that. No attack of opportunity is for when you leave uh, melee. Ah, okay. Like if you're in melee with someone and then that person just is like, "Oh, I'm good," and just like leaves without taking like some kind of action to prevent you attacking them as they leave, that's an attack of opportunity. Ah. No, what this what this bear is doing is charging the chief and pushing him directly away. Okay. He's like like. Tackling him, like, with his head and, like, flinging him to the side so that he can get to you, Twilight. Okay. And he's going to attack you for... He's going to attack you twice. What'd you say your AC was? Thirteen. Thirteen. He's going to hit twice. Oof. Oh, buddy. Oof. He's going to hit you for three damage. Okay. And then he's going to hit you for five damage. Okay. If you go if you go to zero, you're not dead. You should know that. Yeah, you're like Jake now. Well, I am at zero. Okay. Yeah, no, you're at zero. You're not dead. Okay. Uh, okay. Well, 
Uh, it's been fun, guys. Uh, I think uh, I guess I guess I'll play with my cat. I don't I don't feel like I have much to do here. Darn it, you're not dead. <laughs> you're not dead. I'm a paladin. It'll be fine. <laughs> oh God, are you gonna touch me? It's the slap me? of healing. Calm down. <laughs> the slap of healing. The equivalent of rub some dirt on it. Uh, yeah, no, you've fallen unconscious. Uh, you're not dead, but you're knocked out. Okay. This unconsciousness ends if you regain any hit points. Okay. Any hit points at all. But if you start your turn while you're unconscious, you make a, a death saving throw. Uh, which we might not even get to at this point, because, uh, this bear is looking hurt, and it's up to Vert. It's mm. up to Vert to deal with the hurt on the bear. Up to Vert to deal Just with the hurt. aim right for his long staff. Well, I think Vert <laughs> is going to, uh... Hmm, gross. What, Vert? Raise his hand and let loose another set of magic missiles. Do it. And... Well, that's only six. Six? Six Mm. damage? Yep. You know what? Hmm. Guess what? Guess what? Twilight's dead. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> what a twist I have no man you did it you did it Vert the magic missiles shoot out of Vert out of your glowing blue scaly hands mysteriously scaly hands they hit a, a starved looking black bear in the freaking head and then the black bear goes down and not only does it go down it uh, it starts to shrink and writhe until its body is back to the decrepit form of Hezekiah uh, his gross-ass staff in hand, except the vine around the staff uh, is brown and falls to ash, and the emerald loses its light. Like, it no longer can shine. And you hear him wheeze out, Insanis! You lied. And he dies. Insanis? And, uh, Insanis. And then off to the side, uh, you see Debilica actually giving a little clap to you guys. Uh, she's, she's genuinely, uh, clapping. Yeah, cause that's why we do it. So, when, with that clapping happening, uh, Twilight is unconscious, but for a moment is brought to life with this amazing clapping, and looks up to Bilica, and goes, Thanks, best buddy, and then falls unconscious again. <laughs> you awoke just for that. Well, I'm then you passed out. out. Of combat? You are out of combat, um... So. May and uh, King Bossy are all rallying around Jake and Twilight, the two buddies who tanked this bear. Uh, and uh, between May's healing magic and the King's healing magic, uh, you guys are both alive, stabilized, and up to uh, you get to about half health. They're they're cool about that. Okay, cool. Um, yeah. So I I come back to life uh, or to consciousness, and I go. I just had the craziest dream that. That the Bilica validated us. And I looked at Bilica. Is that true? Uh, don't let it go to your heads, please. I've merely discovered that uh, what I thought would be a long work day has turned into something that could be, uh, what do they call it? Two birds with one stone? You've proven yourselves resourceful. I may have a job for you. And I start bouncing up and down, and I go, ooh, ooh, wait, wait one second, and I give 
Jake, like, the biggest hug ever. And he goes, ah, oh, still bleeding. I'm sorry. Hurts. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm just... Body hurts all over, crushed okay. by a bear. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm just... I'm glad you're okay. And you're real cool, bud. You know, I'm glad I didn't kill you. You you too, man. All right, guys. Let's stop here. Yeah. Well, you guys have a good time? Yeah, I, I appreciate yeah, you guys cheering me up. I really needed that. Um, I had a thought. I melted a guy. That was cool. Um, you know, I thought Twilight was kind of attracted to him, but I'm kind of glad he only became a stump. But uh, I have an idea, guys, and tell me if you're into this or not. But so you know how in that game we kind of like came together with a different group of people and we fought like some jag off. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Hey, Kevin. Yeah. Do you think you could find out more information about that rebellious faction? I personally am very interested in your results. Yeah, you know what? Uh, let me know too. Wait, the guys who are going after the drone? Yeah. yeah. I, I, I suppose. Um, yeah. Guys? Yeah, I'll yeah, hey, see thanks, if man. I can find the frequency and, and uh, reach out to them again. Let's make some friends, guys. do that do they know it's more than one because i have to report something oh oh, hold hold on i'm live hello listeners how's your hunt for the vandal going are you working hard to get back to true reality you better hurry headquarters reports that our live audio broadcast has aided Dozens of you in triangulating the location of our rapscallion to the northern border of the collapsed quarter. And now the race is on against not just each other, but HQ security forces as well. How exciting! Everyone's closing in on the finish line. Let's listen in to see who gets there first. Love, blood. Praise, Potroblad. Sensors offline. Defensive maneuvers activated. Seeking target. Impossible. Did you honestly think this would last forever? That you could shove us out, toss us like we're nothing and use us? No. You took everything from us. You you gave us freedom from the mess you made and then threw us right back into this hellscape when it was convenient for you. Activated. Self-destruct. Oh, no. Well, not anymore. See, we, we know what you are. And we know what you've done, 
We won't stand for this. The world won't stand for this. The unplugged are rising and we are coming for you. Hey, Jmark Accento here. Just to say thank you once again for supporting the show. I seriously cannot believe that we finished our first arc ever, all from just the simplest concept starting out of just wanting to play D&D with my friends. That was awkwardly phrased, but that's all right. Um, if you have not done so yet, please don't forget to tweet about the show, tagging us at TFUcast and using the hashtag UnpluggedRising. If you do that, you will have a chance to have your name on the show as one of our NPCs, people like May, the the uh, I was gonna say Hoblet, uh, the Hobbit, the Halfling, people like Hezekiah the Druid, people like um, King Bossy and Jake, who are actually both named after the same person because they've been tweeting ever so diligently. So be sure to tweet about the show. Once again, a friendly reminder that you can find us on Spotify iTunes, anywhere, and if you want a personal shout-out from the cast as our playable characters, then host a viewing party of the show, or a listening party, rather, and send us a photo of everyone, and we will record a personal shout-out for you for the next time you listen. Anyway, I think that's it. Like I said, this episode was a long one, so if you stuck through till the end, congratulations, you made it! Our next episode will be going live, uh, not this coming Friday, but in... It will still come back in regular schedule on the 23rd. So you had to wait a little longer for this one, but we should be releasing the next one right on schedule. Anyway, like I said, new arc. Get those tweets in. It's sure to be an exciting one. Thanks, everyone. And remember, the Overseers are always watching.